God is good all the time. All the time, God is good. We are also good. Good morning, my name is Chan Choi. My parents are he, him, his, serving Urban Village at Water and South Slope as a site pastor. Last week, we started a new sermon series, My Name Is, which is about many names of God. And I love to hear the responses from other pastors about this question. What names are most familiar and familiar to you? This is the same question what we are going to share at our June break session this morning. For me, since Korean is my first language, Hananim is the most familiar name of God. So repeat after me. Ha-na-nim. Now you just learned the most important word in Korean. Actually, Hananim includes several important understandings of God. Some scholars said it comes from Hanir, which means a sky. So it could be interpreted as one who watched over us from the high up there. And personally, this name of God, Hananim, affects my understanding of God as Trinity. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Hana means one. So I can say God is one and God is transcendent above our reason and knowledge. I believe God's activity in creation, God's incarnation and activity of salvation, and God's presence in the past, present, and future. I'm so excited to learn more names of God from all of you. Likewise, as much as learning more names of God, we can have more abundant and deep and wide understanding of God's nature that can be also experienced through our own stories. If you wonder why the names of God is a matter, I'd like to share this passage from Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 12. When you call me, and come and pray to me, I will listen to you. When we call God's name, God sees us and pays attention to us and listens to us and answers to us. So if we call El Shaddai, God all-powerful, all this Almighty God will make things possible and sustain us in the midst of hardship. If we call Yahweh Rofi, the Lord who heals, this God will hold us with God's healing hands. So what's the name of God you call upon this morning? A month ago, I was asked to choose one name of God for preaching and received a long list of God's name. And each name of God is so important and has a precious meaning that is related with the stories in the Bible and my own experience. So it was hard to pick only one name of God. Then I shifted the way of choosing the name of God by recollecting the image of God first that is the most compelling to me before checking each name of God. Then this clear image of God was coming up. Right, it's the Good Shepherd. I tracked back my own memory finding why and how this image of God is the most vivid in my memory. It was a chapel in the hospital. I was around six, seven years old, and I was desperately praying for my mom who was diagnosed with cancer. 
At that time, I had no idea what cancer it was and, and how serious my mom's condition was. I just prayed for my mom's healing as I learned at the Sunday school. And there was a stained glass window with this image of God, the Good Shepherd. So in my memory, the moment is remembered as bright and warm and peaceful and comforting, regardless of the situation. So whenever I call upon the name of God, the Good Shepherd, poem and callous, it allows me to recall the nature of God who is peace and comfort and who is protecting me and holding me with one's arms. Today's passage is a part of the shepherd discourse in the Gospel of John chapter 10. And it begins with Jesus' self-revelation, I am the good shepherd. And the shepherd figure was not a new thing for Jesus' audience at the time because of its positive qualities like protective concern and a sacrificial attitude. The shepherd figure was one of the most common and popular images of leader. Especially Jesus' audience would make a connections with the image of God as a good shepherd in Ezekiel chapter 34. In this passage, God, the true shepherd, cares for the sheep and rescuing them from the danger and feeding them and paying attention to the weak and injured and the lost. So, it'll be heard as fulfilling God's promise when Jesus said, I am the good shepherd. While I was preparing today's message, I found an interesting research regarding the transition of the most popular image of God, from the Good Shepherd to the Teacher and King in 5th century. As much as the church gained more power and authority, they wanted to stress the divinity and majesty of Christ through the image of Teacher and King. Before, the church was needed the Good Shepherd who protects them from the hostile hands of the Word. However, However, the church and the word were getting identical by pursuing the same power and authority. And it was overlapped with our current situation as a false Christianity and especially white supremacist Christian are pursuing the power and authority. And we should remember that it is too far is too far from Jesus' self-identity, the Good Shepherd, who is humble and responsible, and protecting the flock from the wolf, the evil. Then who is the Good Shepherd? And how does the Good Shepherd differ than the hired hand? In message version, a hired man is described as who is not a real shepherd. The sheep mean nothing to them, they are only in it for the money. The sheep don't matter to them. By comparing this image of a hired hand, we can picture the good shepherd who is willing to take the risk of one's life for the sheep, who takes care of the sheep as the only matter. Sometimes we may pray like this, God, the good shepherd, what should I do for you? What do you want me to do? I'm afraid that I'm not good enough to follow your will. Then you will hear this voice from the Good Shepherd. You are the only matter to me. 
I'm listening to you and seeing you because you mean everything to me. Just be with me. Just be with me. This message has been proved by Jesus' life, death, and resurrection. Because of you, Jesus came to us as a form of the most vulnerable. Because of you, Jesus sacrificed himself and resurrected to save you. When we call upon this name of God, we participate in this relationship, the Good Shepherd and Sheep. When we think about this relationship, it is important to remind that it's a mutual relationship that is based on a trust and intimacy. Here is my favorite verse from today's passage. I am the Good Shepherd. I know my own and my own know me. Just as a father knows me and I know the father. Let me highlight the word know. Ginosko in Greek. To know something, we need to invest our time and energy, right? And needless to say, knowing somebody would be the most demanding task for everyone. So how many times did you say that I won't know this person forever? For me, it's my wife, Bianca. We've been in marriage for 13 years now, and we've known each other almost 20 years. However, I've learned a lot about her during this pandemic while we are sticking each other 24-7. And I recently learned that how determined she is when she turned upside down my desk, my desk and workstation for my own well-being in a day. And I didn't know she has a bunch of nice music lists for her artwork. So this beautiful music is playing 24-7. So I can tell knowing each other is not correlated with the length of time of intimacy. It'll be similar with that we don't know God much for or, or couldn't deepen our relationship with God in spite of a lengthy period of church membership, right? So the mutual relationship that we are looking for with the Good Shepherd is only possible when we are willing to join in it. When we open our heart to God in trust. God is already, God is already open this by coming to us, right? And God is standing at the door and knocking, as it is written in Revelation 3.20. So it is up to us whether we join this mutual relationship by opening ourselves or not. And it is not an easy task since it means that we need to reveal our own weakness and simpleness that those what we wanted to hide from right however we can open it up to our good shepherd because we know that God's purpose is not judging us nor punishing us but for saving us don't you remember the voice of the good shepherd you are the only matter to me you mean everything to me so when we open ourselves to God, when we know God in trust, the most demanding and hardest task might be done at last. Knowing who we are. As much as we know about God in this mutual relationship, we can find our true and authentic self because we are created in this God's image. In this intimate and trusting relationship, we will discover the true image of God while it has been lied and hidden and distorted by the culture and system. Now, 
we can declare who we are without worrying the wolf who is trying to snatch us because our good shepherd is with us. While I was working with this sermon series, my name is, it gave me an, another opportunity to think about my own name too. Here's my own story. When I was in Australia to study abroad for five months, my Korean friends recommended me to have an English name since Korean name is not easy to pronounce. So I put this keyword in Google search, English name. And there were hundreds and thousands of names, but I didn't want to use any ordinary name or a name from Bible, but something meaningful. Can you guess what I chose? If you get the answer, I will send you a Starbucks gift card. I will give you five seconds though. One, two, three, four, five, five. All right. Time's up. At the time, I was so into the work of justice, so I picked Justin. I didn't know that it would become a laughing stock whenever I introduced myself. I didn't know there's that many celebrities with the name of Justin at the time. So I'm no longer using this name Justin, but using my own name, Chan Choi. I still want to have some meaning with my name, like Bayard Rustin, who is remembered as a leader of civil rights movement who knew who he is and what lived for. We can say it, say it as a legacy on our own name. And it is all about knowing who I am and how to leave the present with it boldly. So, it would be meaningful to ask this question, how do I want to be remembered by my own name? The Good Shepherd. This is the name of God that is given to us. Jesus revealed this name with an expectation of the mutual relationship with you. So when we call upon this name of God, we will join in the relationship that is full of grace and love that is proved by Jesus' life, death, and resurrection. When we call upon the Good Shepherd, peace and comfort will be given to us as we find from Psalm 23. Our Good Shepherd will guide us to the green pasture and still water. When we call upon the Good Shepherd, new strength and courage to fight against the evil will be given to us because we are not afraid of our enemies as God gathers us in God's arm. When we call upon the Good Shepherd, we'll be in the mutual relationship with God by knowing God. And it allows us to know who we are and what we live up for. So, friends, may this name of God, the Good Shepherd, allow you to experience this compelling and liberating power of God's love. Amen. And now we are heading into our Zoom gathering where we will reflect on today's message and our theme, Many Names of God, with each site's members. If you haven't joined it before, I highly recommend you to give it a shot today. And there will be a chance to share our own name of God that we call upon in our prayer. And we will also have a moment of prayer for each other. And you can find the link from here 
and our comment section. So see you at the break, June break session in a minute.